everybody. Uh, welcome to the Sword Between the Sexes podcast. I'm Olivia, and I'm joined here today by my husband, JD, and we are excited to welcome you on our journey into the mystical realm of podcasting. We are, <laughs> we are looking forward to talking about marriage, gender, communication, the church, culture, all of that fun stuff with each other and with you. If you like any of those topics, any combination of those topics, any intersection of those topics, this is a place to be, and we're glad that you're here. Well, I'm glad that you're here, apparently. I'm not sure. I can't speak for my husband. He's not going to speak for himself, it seems, so. I'm also very glad that you're here. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, um, this is obviously something that we're both very new at, so this is the first time we've tried to do anything like this, so... It's going to be a little rocky probably this first episode, but we're just going to power through it. We'd appreciate it if you do the same. Uh, So I guess we need to explain why we even decided to do this to begin with. So you want to segue into that? Sure. Um, uh, We're both fairly busy folks, uh, and we don't have corresponding schedules at all. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times times our... um, our free time together is there's not time to you know run around go see movies and things like that but we've got time to talk mm-hmm. so we uh, kind of talk about random stuff and it gets it gets kind of a lot deeper than you expect it to and it's just become our hobby a lot is to just just deconstruct and overanalyze every little kind of thing it's it's pretty much the nerdiest thing ever <laughs> it really is and, um I guess we should tell them a little bit about us. Do you want to talk about your job real quick and then I can sure. talk about mine? Or? Yeah. Um, so I, I work for a motorcycle shop. Uh, I'm there six days a week uh, helping people make their stuff faster and louder and helping them learn how to ride and setting up finance and things like that. So uh, I'm only off middle of the week one day. And, of course, uh, Olivia works a, a regular 9 to 5 Monday through Friday. So Yeah. I, I work as an administrative assistant at a university, and so that's uh, 8 to 5, and Monday through Friday, and then I used to work at a fast food restaurant on the weekends too, but I quit that job, <laughs> and uh, I'm also a novelist and a graduate student, so um, yeah, both of us are pretty busy. Um, I kind of have work to do at home. He doesn't, but then he doesn't really have a lot of time at home, so <laughs> uh, like you said, pretty much... We don't have a lot of time to go out and do things usually so we have just started talking usually uh, our conversations are prompted by whatever tv show we happen to be watching at the time but yeah our conversations go some really deep philosophical theological places and i think i was sharing uh, some part of our conversation recently with a friend of mine and she was like you guys talk about this kind of thing and it kind of made me realize that maybe other people are interested in what not only in what we have to say but also about being involved in conversations like this so that's kind of why we decided to do this in this format Mm -hmm. so it's amazing what you resort to when you actually have to talk to your spouse, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's horrible. It is. Yeah. No. We really like to talk to each other. And um, I guess that's probably one of the defining characteristics of our marriage, really, is that so many of the, like, kind of canned, I guess, marriage advice is always, you know, make sure that you talk to your spouse, like, even if it's hard, and it's like, it's all that we do, so... um, 
we never really know how to respond to that kind of thing because we already we already talk. So actually, like our con- our entire relationship basically started through interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. I guess if you want to set, we I guess you probably want to know about our relationship before you start taking our advice about relationships and uh and our and listening to our thoughts so you want to talk about how we got together and sure um so we initially met in um in fall of 2010 although olivia will argue with that (laughs) and um I, i had just changed my major i was i once upon a time i was a uh a music education student and uh when that didn't work out i uh started studying history because that's exactly the same thing and uh <laughs> so was, i mean i mean it was kismet it was kismet yeah so uh i'm hanging out in the lounge in the history building and i overhear rousing discussion of the french revolution and so i i i totally have to eavesdrop and you know join in and all that because that's what the cool kids do yeah, and, and it was funny because, and he, he said before that I'd argue about when we actually met. We did actually have a class together. It was my first college class on the first day of college for me. He had already been in college for like two or three years because he's old, mm-hmm. um, much older than me, elderly, in fact. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had actually been in a class together, and we had not interacted at all, but I had a crush on him big time during that class. So that's why I count that semester he doesn't have to count it because he doesn't remember very well but um but when we when we met uh in in 2010 like he said um and he joined in the conversation there was definitely like an like an instant connection um i met a lot of people in that lounge and talked to a lot of people in that lounge and usually it was like okay that person came and went whatever but you didn't leave my mind i remembered you and i wondered about you you're an interesting person so um so you kind of propelled the relationship forward from there, with our it's our millennial love story. Oh yeah, it's 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 it's, it's pretty bad. We we were both cripplingly shy, so and I didn't have the nerve to actually ask her name, which our sons will have the nerve to ask girls their names. Yeah, just so you know. Hope so. Yeah, yeah we'll make sure that happens. So uh, I actually had to wait till at some point in the conversation somebody used Olivia's name. So it's I, our friend Deanna. Yeah. Yeah. So Deanna, you're the matchmaker inadvertently, <laughs> and um, and kind of worked backwards through Facebook to try to figure out who exactly was this this girl talking about the French Revolution, and uh, kind of worked from that that angle there. Uh, and it's and it's it's lame and it's nerdy, but it worked. But he found me, and it's interesting because I almost turned down his friend request because he didn't have a picture of himself as his profile picture, and that was during one of my like super judgmental stages where I was like I'm not gonna friend someone who doesn't want to put their real picture as their profile picture but I was like JD I think that's that guy and so I kind of looked through the rest of his profile realized that's what who it was accepted his friend request and we started talking and uh do you want to tell the story of how you asked for my number and I was like no no not yet buddy uh I mean, I remember the, 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 the let's go get coffee story, which was pretty lame. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. I was at the library studying, and he asked me if I was still there. He messaged me on Facebook and said, hey, are you still at the library? I'm going to come join you. And again, we were both painfully shy, so I was like, I don't know about this. This is kind of weird. Um, so he shows up, and 
we kind of just sit next to each other and neither of us gets like any work done on our studying because it's so tense and we get tired and he's like hey let's go get coffee I have my car and like let me drive you across town in the middle of the night you don't know me to go get coffee from from my perspective he didn't actually say that I, I, I knew me <laughs> well he knew him yeah that's true um so I actually politely I think said no I was like they have free coffee here let's just drink the coffee here and that live like that free library coffee was disgusting and I felt really bad for making him drink it but he was a gentleman and he did not say he was he did not throw a fit but I could tell that he was not exactly happy to be drinking that coffee but he did it with a smile so drinking drinking bad burnt coffee that's the essence of being a gentleman right there it is true and you know he still is a gentleman it doesn't matter what I put on a plate I have served him some pretty horrible things in my journey to become a fairly decent cook and he has never turned anything down and he eats it with a smile so he is a gentleman she's not exaggerating it's been remarkably terrible hey I'm good now. <laughs> uh. so um anyway from from about that time when when he uh offered to get me coffee and i said no um neither of us were really interested in pursuing a relationship at the time I had never actually really had a relationship, but I was very tired of trying. Um, and he was, I don't, I don't know, tired of failing. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I really know how to pick them. Uh, the, 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 the sister podcast of this, JD and his you know, crazy ex-girlfriends, is probably going to happen later. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, I remember... It was hilarious looking back at it now because it was one of the first like super deep personal conversations that we had. This is still on Facebook because we're both really shy and super millennial. Uh, but one of the first serious conversations that we ever had together was talking about how we were both just done trying to find love and we were just going to be alone forever and we didn't even need it. You know, we didn't even need love and it was going to be great. And which I is, think which we like went on a first date like two weeks later. Yeah, that, that, that conversation doesn't work out too well when you're both the opposite sex. Yeah, yeah, because then it was kind of like, well, we're like not crazy. We should go out. Um, so, yeah, uh, after shortly after that, um, we started um, he, we started talking on the phone. We progressed past Facebook messages, started talking on the phone. Um, and then over the Christmas break, we decided to hang out and we were going to meet for like lunch and a movie. And eight hours later, neither of us like wanted to go home. We had driven all over the place and done all kinds of things. And it, it, it occurred to me as a very introverted person who needs space and alone time that maybe if I could spend eight uninterrupted hours with this guy that made me kind of nervous and excited that maybe we should look into pursuing a relationship. So. Yep. It was meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> so that January, um, he met my parents and we went on our first official date. And I think it was like Martin Luther King Jr. Day or something that you asked me to be your girlfriend and, uh, we dated for uh, just a little over a year. The next April, he asked me to marry him. And then we got married March 2013. So we've been married about three and a half years now together, about six, almost six. 
Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much the long introduction to us as a couple. But um, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, that that pretty much covers the high points. Yeah. Okay. So that's who we are, um, and we really hope that we get to know you all too. So we're really wanting this to be an interactive process and. Uh, if you have any questions for us about just about anything, um, feel free to leave those in the comments. And um, for now, since we don't have any listeners yet, um, to get the conversation rolling, I found a great thing on FocusOnTheFamily.com. Uh, it's their marriage mentoring discussion guide, and it has a lot of really interesting questions, uh, which can really serve as a conversation starter for something like this. And I picked the section on healthy conflict management because it deals with marriage and communication and it's something that we talk about a lot anyway. So um, I have these questions and we have both looked at these questions but we haven't discussed what we're going to say just to make it a little interesting. So you want to read the first one? Sure. So uh, first question is do you welcome conflict or view it as a threat? Oh, welcome. I welcome conflict. Well, nobody I mean, nobody wants conflict, no, but... <laughs> I don't, like, want conflict, but I don't view it as a threat either. Like, I just kind of an inevitable part of life, and I don't know. I kind of view conflict as an opportunity to learn something. Um, I learn something about myself usually during conflicts. Um, if we're having an argument and say he asked why are you always emotional about this topic that you know or this thing that you always get so emotional about um most of the time my reaction is i don't know and then i start thinking well why am i so emotional about this and it kind of provides some insight into myself so obviously it's not like i like to fight but i mean i i welcome it because i think it adds interest and opportunities for learning so well, you know, it's 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 very Sun Tzu art of war, isn't it? You know, you don't really you don't really know somebody until you've ticked them off. It's true. It's very true. Like if you are considering getting married and you haven't had a fight yet with your fiance, like you need to change that stat. That's right. Like, consider this a prescription. You need to go start a fight because you need to. I mean, that sounds horrible, but I mean, you need to have fought before you get married because it's just going to happen. And that sounds really cynical. It's really not. I don't mean that you're going to be miserable or unhappy, but you're going to fight because there are no two people that are that suited for each other. <laughs> like, we used to fight all the time. We don't really fight much anymore, but I mean, I think our fighting makes us has made us better if you fight the wrong way, right way, not the wrong way. Yeah, fighting the wrong way don't is wrong. Don't fight the wrong way. <laughs> so is that your answer yeah basically? You done uh, with that? yeah pretty much the same as what you thought okay think so, whichever okay <laughs> okay uh, question number two as a couple do you have a conscious strategy or game plan for resolving your differences if not have you ever stopped to analyze the way you handle conflict do you simply get by on knee-jerk reactions hmm. uh I mean, I don't think we have, like, standing orders or anything like that. I mean, there, there's no. not, like, a framed, written, this is how we fight no. thing in the kitchen or anything. <laughs> I mean, we could, we could we go could. that way. We could, we could but... you know, cross-stitch it. <laughs> you could cross-stitch it. 
Um, I don't know. Like, I, I would be interested if anybody's listening that does have a conscious strategy. I would like. I would be interested to know what that looks like. Um, I don't guess we really do. I think. I guess I try to keep my head uh, about me, and I try not to get too angry. Like, if one of us is angry and the other one is calm, like, that is a lot better than if we're both angry, because if we're both angry, it's like throwing gasoline on a bonfire. Like, it is a bad idea. So, I will consciously try to stay calm if he's upset. Not because, I mean, would would you disagree? No, no, no. Uh, And say things like, uh, just try to stay on topic, I guess. Um, you know, don't bring up old fights or just unrelated things that have... It's not like a time... If you're fighting about who's going to take out the garbage, like, that is not a good time to just bring up, like, all the list of things that have just been ticking you off lately. <laughs> just not a good idea. Um, so don't do that. And uh, just stay on topic or say, like, mm, that's not helpful. That's, that's an ad hominem attack because... We say things like that when we're fighting because we're really dorky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like ad hominem. No, <laughs> it's not relevant. Um, but you know, as far as the way we uh, handle conflict, uh, you know, we, we both know our own tendencies. You know, it, 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 it tends when we fight, it tends to be a lot like uh, Spock and Captain Kirk going at it, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I three get, guesses, three guesses. Who is who? Yeah, seriously. I, I, I tend to get angry and logical, and Olivia tends to get angry and angry, and and it doesn't work at all. Somebody's got to give, and uh, the 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 sooner one of us agrees to be the one that gives, the fat the faster everything gets resolved, and we're all happy again. So well, and I would say too, like obviously comparing an argument to fire fire can't continue to burn if there's oxygen and sometimes there's a lot of oxygen flying around people saying rude like you know we're saying things that we shouldn't be saying or we're just talking a lot um i mean there's something to be said for just taking a break going into separate rooms cooling down because you i would say like 90 percent of the time when we do that it's just kind of the argument just kind of dissipates and we're like oh i'm sorry you know mm-hmm. we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have done that sorry so I guess just knowing when to stop. We don't really abide by that don't go to bed angry thing because sometimes it's 3.30 in the morning and you have to be at work at 8 o'clock and nothing is getting done because you're both tired and miserable. So, I mean, don't go to mad- bed like wanting divorce or something, I guess. But I wouldn't say like you can only go to sleep if you're content because that's just not practical. Yeah, at some point you have to sleep. And, uh, you know, cats are great for diffusing arguments. It, it never oh, fails. Gosh, yeah. if, we're, if we're at each other's throats about something dumb, the cat will usually jump between us and try to be cute. And you immediately forget what you're arguing about because there's a little furball trying to be cute. Yeah. There you go. I've heard that the same is true of babies, too. We'll have to find out. Yeah, we'll have to find out. Yeah. So I guess that we've probably right. more than adequately covered that question. We could argue about that if you'd like. We could argue about it. Yeah. Okay, question number three. What does it mean to fight fair? Are you comfortable with this concept, or do you tend to feel that any kind of fighting is wrong in marriage? I think we've kind of addressed that. You know, you got to fight. Mm-hmm. You don't know somebody if you haven't fought with them. One of you needs to have ugly cried in front of the other if you're going to get married. 
Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of that. But it's you do have to fight those. fair though. It's not that's not the time to point out that somebody, you know, has a spare tire or, you know, doesn't know how to cook or whatever. You know, you you, you don't do the little personal jabs at stupid stuff. You know, keep it on topic, guys. And well, and and like Olivia said a minute ago, bringing up old fights, bringing up stuff that should be buried and done and over with. That that's not fair. That's not fun. And and, and espe- especially if it's if you know if one of the two has done something remarkably stupid in the past, whenever you know you, that's a low blow. You know that doesn't belong in the argument about who's taking out the garbage this week. Yeah, especially if it's something that you've already said you forgave the person for. Like you can't. It's not fair to bring that up. And I'd also say um, for fighting fair. Just some other really specific aspects of what that looks like is we do not say the D word. We do not say divorce. That's not on the table. You know, um, it's not an option. It's not something to throw around like, you know, manipulative ammunition. That's just not not acceptable to say things like that. Um, only say I want a divorce. If you really want a divorce, basically, because otherwise it's just not fair to say things like that. Because you can't have a healthy relationship if you're constantly worried about the person, other person bailing. Um, And I kind of learned that lesson when we were engaged, I think. We were having a fight and I was like, I'm just going to, you know, we just need to call off the wedding. And he was like, you can't say that. If you say that again will will really do it and it kind of made me realize what an awful thing that is to say um because you're really taking that promise away and and saying oh well maybe it's not maybe it's not forever maybe i didn't really mean that so i mean the only way to really fight fair is to have this is to have some level of security i mean if if you if you're worried that the other one's going to walk out or if you're worried you're about to get punched in the face or something like that, you, you, you can't fight fair. You can't, you can't point out. If, I mean, if you're in the right, but you're scared to say so or scared to point out the you know what is obviously correct because the other person is going to throw around you know, threats that, you know, or violence, then that, that doesn't work. I mean, you, you can't exactly be beating up on each other and then you'll know, be all, oh, we're, you know, holy matrimony and it's all wonderful. No, no, don't work that way. Yeah. Um, I would also say to fight fair, you really need to stay away from unrealistic statements. Like, you always do this or you never do that because the truth is nobody always or never does anything. You know, everybody is flawed, but, you know, nobody is like, snidely whiplash you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. there's nobody that's pure evil um except for like Lord Voldemort or something I mean I don't know like you know what I'm saying though it's you can't you can't say you always do this because that can't possibly be true so just stay away from that and and try to like focus more on instead of accusing the other person because like odds are if you're upset about something that your husband or wife has done they probably don't even know that it's upset you. So instead of accusing them of doing this to you on purpose, it's better to just say, look, when you do this, it's annoying or hurtful or whatever. And try to explain it from that way because 
if you do go from it, go to it from that perspective, it's not going to put the other person on the defense because they don't feel like the need to avenge their character or something. <laughs> I don't know. Do you feel that same way or? Oh, uh, definitely. You need to you need to have a very strong belief in the uh, human capacity for obliviousness. That's uh, we 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 are we are blind to a great many things, mm-hmm. and you know. You agree to spend the rest of your life with somebody, give them the benefit of the doubt. They're probably just a little dumb. They don't mean well, it. Well, <laughs> not dumb, but just like they don't... In my case, I'm probably a little dumb. Well, no. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I, I think it's just important to remember that you're two different people with two completely different life experiences, probably with, um, you know, family upbringing and just, just a whole bunch of different set of experiences coming to the table. So you can't assume that your spouse is thinking about, you know, an issue the same way that you are, you know, they, they don't know that they're annoying you probably. So just say, hey, that's annoying <laughs> and move on. You don't have to have a fight about it. So, yeah. Okay, so question number four, how are you both different? How have your differences shaped and impacted your relationship, whether for better or for worse? <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I just got to take a minute to laugh there. Um, we are very different different which it's actually funny because um people always talk about how compatible that we are I actually blogged about that a couple of years ago because people are like you guys are perfect for each other you guys are just so compatible and I'm just like well thank you but we're really not because I mean we have a few similar interests but otherwise we are just very different and here you're better at cataloging things why don't you tell Um, why don't you share how we're different well i mean i'm i'm a uh i'm an engine nerd you know and it doesn't help that i make part of my living being an engine nerd so i do i'm steeped in that all day long Mm -hmm. and um you know i spent some time as a musician and uh just really into that kind of thing i'm really into um i'm really into automobiles as a folk history which sounds like the stupidest thing in the world until you really get into it trust me it's awesome but you know just that kind of thing i'm I'm, and and on the other on the flip side olivia is really into you know russian literature and you know writing forever yeah writing and you know that kind of thing and 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 there's not a whole lot of overlap i mean we we both studied history so we both appreciate histories but you know i like, I, I would I mean, get so we both like to read but he will read something like the history of the automobile in brazil brazil and i'm gonna read like the latest jody picolt novel or something like i mean yeah we both like to read but i mean we don't really read the same stuff most of the time so yeah usually one or the other of us will be nerding about uh, out about something and the and and the opposite one is is very busily rolling their eyes it's yeah. uh, you know, and 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 that that's okay. You know, so many times people feel like the person I sh- I'm married to or dating or whatever needs to be a carbon copy of me as far as their interest or whatever. And and how can we ever get along if we don't have the same interest? Well, y- you complement each other. You know the, and we really focus on the stuff that we do have in common for when we're together, and. We're okay, like, we're okay with the fact that sometimes he is going to spend, like, two hours on YouTube looking at 
motorcycle videos or something. I don't. I really don't know what they are because I don't watch them. See, this is what we're talking about. Um, talk, like videos with vroom vroom going on. While I'm gonna spend two hours writing, and we, you know, we're in the same room, and we're not really spending time together per se. But we're okay with that. Like we're okay with the fact that we're still individual people, and we don't feel the need to like adopt each other's interests. Actually, this is kind of why we started the podcast too is because we want a joint hobby that doesn't involve travel because we don't have that kind of money. <laughs> yeah. and, and if I may offer some unsolicited advice, which is it really unsolicited if they're listening to the podcast? I, I don't know. Eh, I don't think so. Uh, you, you've given your consent. Now you have to deal with it. So, you know, you're, chances are if you're two healthy individuals, you're going to have opposite interests that neither one or the other really cares much about the the important part is to show some interest and if you don't have any interest fake it or and, and like i don't mean that like respect a, for it yeah, yeah like and, like just say like oh that's really awesome for you that you're interested in that don't make fun of it right that's just a bad idea um that's kind of what the sitcoms will kind of encourage you to do especially for us ladies um, you know, the whole stereotype of, oh, guys are just so stupid and they're going to go and do their guy things. And um, I learned really quickly that that is a good way to get into a very long, very bad fight when we were dating. Um, and I realized, too, that, like, why should I begrudge him his hobbies? I mean, I'm not going to, like, ask him to read romance novels with me or something. Um, that's obviously something that he's not interested in doing. So, yeah, just, like, show respect. Like, try to be interested. And if it's just, like, I think he's finally accepted the fact that just motorcycles are just not for me. I think they're really cool for him. And I'm glad that he is able to engage with that interest so regularly. But I'm probably never going to ride. And I think, I don't know. Have you accepted that? I don't know. I've, I've, I've come to terms with it. He's come to terms with it. So, But, you know, it's... Um, but I still treat it with respect, though. So. Right. And... and you know, I'm I'm not really into the romance novel thing or whatever. But while Olivia's writing, I, I I read her work, I give feedback, I try to be involved when I can. Um, you know, as far as my motorcycle and history hobby, you know, Olivia will humor me when I say let's go to the Barber's Museum, which is awesome, or let's watch an episode of Roadkill, or let's do whatever. You know, it's and and it's and it's not this through your teeth kind of thing it's it's you've agreed to spend the rest of your life with this person and they do things differently than you do mm-hmm. watch pay attention you know it, it, it's 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 funny to me that 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 we're so we're so quick to to want to learn about another culture or another group of folks because they're 5000 miles away but we share we have very little interest in trying to you know dig deep into why that person we're spending our life with does certain things or what makes them tick or whatever that's it's you know there's there's lots of exoticism right at home yeah and i would also say that embracing each other's differences is just a great way to get out of your shell and expose yourself to some new things i mean I think some of, like, our most interesting, just fun evenings at home have been, like, rifling through our CD collections from high school and saying, did you ever listen to this band? Here, listen to this. Or, and, and we take turns. And, I mean, honestly, it's, usually it's like, oh, I don't like that. Don't like that, you know. Uh, but we, we've kind of learned more about things because we, we like a lot of the same things, but we like different 
sides of things. Like, I like history, but... And he likes history, but we like different kinds of history. So, but, but we can work with that. And, and I guarantee you that just about any couple that's together and in love can do that too with whatever they like. So. Yep. Cool. So, uh, moving along. Yeah. Question number five. Is forgiveness the same as forgetfulness? Why or why not? Can you forgive and not forget? What does it take for you to move beyond conflicts and get on with life? Uh, actually, I think that forgiveness is way better than forgetfulness because it's really easy to not be mad at somebody if you've just simply forgotten what they did. <laughs> um, so I think that forgiveness is acting like you have forgotten it, even if you haven't. Like, even if it hurt you and you'll probably remember it forever, you're actively choosing to live as if you have forgotten it. You know, it doesn't get mentioned. It doesn't get brought up. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I, uh, yeah, I can subscribe to that. The, um, you know, if, 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 if the God of the universe can take the stuff that we've done, that's pretty, pretty terrible and, and say it's, it's as far as the East is from the West, it doesn't enter my mind. It has no bearing on my current relationship with you. If, if, if he can do that, then, then, you know, us who, are not that great we should at least strive for it it's you know and um you know the question here forgetfulness is a choice like even if it's not true like i forgot that you know it's choosing to forget yeah and Um, you know as what does it take for you to move beyond conflicts and get on with life at some point it's a conscious choice to just get on with life you know maybe you did have a knockdown drag out the other day and it hurt your feelings a little bit but there's a point where it's just like, hey, man up, you know, you married that girl, you like her a little bit, be nice to her and move on with it. It's, it, you know, there's there's very few things that are worth stewing about and being upset about for an extremely long period of time, especially if the if if if, if the other person is is contrite and you know actually not interested in continuing whatever caused the problem in the first place. It's a there, 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 there's there's very very little to be gained in grudges especially in a marriage yeah i mean i would say that obviously there are exceptions to this like abuse or you know infidelity or anything like that that's not what we're talking about here we're just talking about kind of day-to-day life stuff but i would say i mean choosing to like not forgive and not forget um it's just like spite has no place in a marriage because I mean, like, we're on this boat together, okay? Just the two of us out in the middle of the ocean on this boat. And I'm, say I'm mad at him. And so I take his side of the sail that we're trying to adjust and I just, like, cut it to shreds. Well, I haven't hurt him. I've hurt me too, equally. Um, so I think, like, holding on to, to anger and to conflict past the point of expiration, it just, it does just as much damage to you as it does to the other person and it's just not helpful well especially I mean, if especially if you've if you've taken your commitment to death do your part seriously because if, if 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 you really meant it then you don't want to spend until you're dead getting being upset about stuff yeah it just ain't worth it's it it's just easier to like honestly not being upset about this stuff is easier than being upset about it in other words be lazy 
Yeah. It's good for you. <laughs> be lazy like us. No, yeah. <laughs> that's not the word that we want to get out. <laughs> yeah. That's not the the secret, the secret to wonderful marriage <laughs> is laziness. That, is, that Well, that couldn't be further from the truth. But <laughs> in, in the area of grudge holding, perhaps. Uh, perhaps. And let's see. Question number six. Have you ever had a conflict that eventually led to deeper intimacy and understanding? If so, how did that work? So did we ever argue our way to epiphany? <laughs> oh, only about like a hundred times. That's like I, cr- I cracked up when I read this question because I was thinking, I mean, especially since we've been married. I don't know that when we were dating, our arguments really went anywhere. But now... I feel like we have both learned to control our temper so we don't spend all our energy just screaming things at each other. We have actually gotten to the point where we, we're pretty self-aware people, I think. Um, but we, we really want, we don't want to get through the fight and over the fight. We want to understand what's causing the fight, what's causing the issue. And honestly, I think, at least in the last two years, all of our fights have ended and me understanding myself a little bit better, like I talked about before, but also me understanding my husband better because we think in completely different ways. And that's honestly the root of most of our, actually probably all of our fights, is that um, he is very direct and to the point and facts, 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 facts. And I don't think that way. And he's like, you know, it's, it's kind of the classic male-female, I don't know, division that we talk about a lot about how men are compartmentalizers and they're logical and women are emotional and they see the connections between everything. And obviously that's not true for everyone, but just broadly speaking here, bell curve. <laughs> that And that is definitely reflected in our marriage and that causes most of our issues because... Um, He's wanting to just, to use like the metaphor of landing a plane. You want to land the plane. I want to take the scenic route, okay? <laughs> I like to look at every little angle of a situation, and he just wants to look at the facts. Not really, and that's not bad. Neither one of those are bad. It's just trying to come to terms with that. And that, I think, would be a good time to talk about why we chose the name for the podcast, I guess, because that is definitely uh, the sword between the sexes. Uh, C.S. Lewis had that great quote, there uh, is hidden or flaunted a sword between the sexes till an entire marriage reconciles them. And we actually picked that as the title for the podcast because of this, because in our own marriage, it always comes down to this. And there have been several times in our arguments where... Uh, you know, one of us is like, well, how are we going to fix this? I'm like, well, we're not going to because this is the sword between the sexes and we're just going to have to learn to give each other grace over this because this is just not going to change. Um, and I don't know. Do you want to talk about that quote a little bit? You want to segue into that or? Well, the, um, and I, and I and I'm sure that we'll we'll find ourselves in all manner of hot water from the the uh, inhabitants of the internet for 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 daring to say that men and women are different. But men and women are quite different. Yeah. And uh, I we have different experiences in life, as, and and we're just inherently different too. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, as as Christians, we think the Creator of the universe, you know, made us male and female for a purpose, and we have a different perspective on life and all of that. And there's you know divine beauty and all these kinds of things but 
you know, even outside of that context, I'm sure there's plenty of well-meaning folks who argue with their significant other, and it all it all boils down to, well, why do you keep feeling, and why do you keep thinking, and it's it's just the nature of the beast. It's how we're made. It's it's how it's how we think, and being being aware of that gives us gives us so much ammunition in trying to deal with it. You know, I, I think I think we spend most I think we spend most of our arguments these days actually. Um, they don't really escalate into arguments anymore. No, we 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 spend about ten percent of the time being mad at each other, and the other ninety percent staring at our belly buttons, trying to figure it all out. And you know that's that's progress, I think, and that's 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 what brings us here today. Um, Absolutely, and I would think that kind of coming to that realization and constantly trying to overcome those differences between um, you know men and women. I would argue that that is pretty much the process of becoming one flesh. Like, we always talk about that, but like, in relation to sex, you know, oh, man and wife are one flesh because of sex, but I would really argue that it's overcoming these differences to meet in that place beyond the differences. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I, I don't know. Do you agree with that? Or? Oh, I totally agree with that. Um, so, and we, we might have to talk about that um on an episode all on its own just about what one flesh really means because um it's kind of a creepy thing to say i don't know it always kind of creeped me out as a child like one flesh like flesh just sounds like death or something i do not like that so um but yeah maybe we'll we'll talk about that later um so did you have anything else to say about question number six uh i think i think we uh beat it to death i think we did we we we, we thoroughly examined that one at least enough for our our purposes here okay um all right well i guess that's pretty much all that we had prepared for this first episode and we went a little bit longer than i expected us to so just over 40 minutes so it's pretty good um we are so glad that you decided to stop by and listen in and if you have any questions or any ideas for topics for future episodes please send them our way because like i said this is not something that we usually do so we would love any input at any conversation that stems from this Um, Until then, I guess we'll see you next time. Uh, Thank you to bensound.com for providing the uh, music for our intro, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.